All right, let's get it on. Eddie, you first. Oh, oh I am uh, Ben, and I'm a little buzzed right now. And um, I play Eddie. He's a drug dealer gnome, and uh, he hopefully will make it back in time for dinner tonight. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what we're trying to do. Get everybody home back in time for dinner. Brian. All right. I am Brian, and we are doing back-to-backs this week. So the second one is going to be interesting. We've been going for a little while now. That's why Eddie's uh, buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quickly approaching. You're real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm Brian. I play the drunk, punching, trash-munching monk. And uh, we're about to f- have some fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Steve, what you got? I'm Braden, and I play the Paladin Steve. And honestly, I'm super excited for this rematch because this chick had her demons last time, and they kind of fucked us up. And this will be an interesting one with the way we're setting everything up here for this fight. And I'm kind of scared that I'm going to get knocked out because I have a feeling... At least somebody's going to get knocked out, but and Ryan tends to like to knock me out, but we'll see. And here we go. And I am Ryan, your dungeon master, and welcome back to Goblins and Goblets, a real play fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I say fifth edition, but we really are. We kind of do what we want. Uh, yeah, we we got all kinds of homebrew shit going on in here. Cheers, everybody. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, too, so let's get it on. We are going to start this episode with everybody rolling initiative as we get it on with Sandara. She rolled a big old four. 12. 19. And 17 for Brian. All right. Top of the order is Brayden. You guys are in this smallish room in this cave with the flower standing um, I guess, growing in between you and Sandara, who has just opened a dimension door into this cave and is going to do some fuck. Uh, how far away from the flower is she? Like two feet. Okay. She opened the door, stepped out of it, and is like right on top of this stone thing that's growing the flowers. You said she showed up before Sarge handed off the petals? Yes. Okay. He's like mid-reach to hand Eddie the pedals to put them into his bag of holding. Um, how far away are we from the flower? Like five feet. You guys are just getting ready to leave the cave. So I'm going... Who the fuck are you? Uh, she says, who the fuck are you? I'm Sandara Thanzen. You should know who I am. Oh, you're, you that bitch. I am... That bitch. Yes. Uh, okay. So top of the order is Brayden. Um, does drag count as my action? Does drag, like doing the drug drag? Doing no. the drug drag. Doing the drug drag is a bonus action. Okay. I'm going to do the drug drag. Okay. Take a D6. Can somebody roll me a D6? I just lost mine. Yep. Five. Okay. I'm going to run up. And stab her. Okay. Roll. Team plus five. 23. That hits. D8. Five plus how much is drag? The D6. Okay. 
10 points of damage. Okay. And then I'm going to stab her again. Okay. Never mind, not going to stab her. Probably going to nut myself. Nat one. Uh, yeah, you go to swing again at her and you drop your sword on your foot. Take a D4 of damage. Okay. One. Okay. Next in the order is Brian. All right. How far away am I? Like less than 10 feet. Sweet. Um, Brain's on her right. or uh, Her left, yeah. Steve is on her. Well, yeah, Steve's on her left. I'm going to get... I have... Hold on. Sorry. 40 feet of movement speed. Could I get behind her? Sure. Okay. I will get behind her, and then I'm going to do a lot of stuff right now. Okay. So first off is just going to be a straight-up attack roll. That is a 16. No. All right. Well, I get extra attacks. Fuck you. Okay. Doom. That's a 13. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, that means I can't do anything. <laughs> Went from doing a lot of stuff to doing no stuff. Yeah, wait, let me let me just make sure. Okay, um, I will not do that. Never mind, because that's not going to do anything. Yep, that's that's all I got. Two okay. swings and a miss. All right, uh, Ben, what you got? Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Melf's acid arrow. Okay. It's a con save? Actually, no. Uh, it's a ranged spell attack. Yeah. A 17 does not hit. No. All right. I'm just going to not do anything. Then. Okay. Uh, you take a, a vial out of your pocket and draw your slingshot and shoot it. And it shoots wide left and misses your allies as well as Sandara. Please nice to see her turn. You're ranged, aren't you, Ben? I am. Yeah, so my plan, I just fucked my plan up. <laughs> uh, she is going to say Igni as her sword ignites in flame, and she is going to take a swing at Steve. Super not cash money. I'm not rolling the right thing. Does a 21 hit, Brayden? Yes. You're going to take eight, uh, 18 points of damage as you are smacked with this flaming uh, sword. Yeah, flaming long sword. And that is her turn. So we are back to Brayden. Oh, shit. I thought she'd have more than one attack, actually. Um, how far am I from Eddie? Mm, less than 10 feet. Okay. Can I take something from Eddie as a free action? Can you take something from him? Yes. You could make your way over to Eddie. That would not be a free action. That would be movement. Yeah, another movement. I mean, can I reach into his bag of holding and take something out of it? His bag of holding is his trench coat. You would be able to get over to him, and that's, that's it. You'd be able to get there. Next turn, you could take something from him. But reaching into reaching you reaching into his trench coat would be an action. So, you're so basically if you want to do that, it would be ones. yeah, it would be two actions. Mm. Yeah, steal shit, dude. Like you got pay to play, man. <laughs> you could use a free action to tell him yeah. to give him something on your his turn. I'm gonna use a free action. What's his other drug called? GHB. Eddie. 
Eddie, I'm I'm gonna need some GHB for this. That's a uh, thirty-five gold, but <laughs> decided to start charging for it now. <laughs> yes, I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> Get him hooked on the product, and then make him come back and pay for it. <laughs> he actually forcibly gave me GHB last time we fought. So. <laughs> He stabbed me in the fucking neck with it. That is called chaotic evil. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm just going to stab her. Okay. Uh, 17. No. 18. Yes. Okay. Give me that D8. 13 points of damage. Okay. She's still looking fine. Next in the order is Brian. Okay. I'm going to move. To the opposite side of her. Well, not the opposite side. Opposite of her. Right side. So we're flying. I'm going to flank her. I'm going to flank her. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. And then do a bonk again. Okay. Give her a roll. Nat one. No. Uh, you would now have advantage. Oh, wait. Yeah, I have advantage. Hey. 17. No. God <laughs> fucking damn it. All right. Extra attack. What the fuck? <laughs> nope. I, I'm only rolling sin- single-digit numbers right now. Despite having fully flanked her at this point, she knows that you're behind her and uses her shield to block all three of your quarterstaff swings. And it is going to go to Ben. Monks are extremely useless when they cannot hit a single attack. Yeah. Everything I have comes after my attack hits. So nice. This is fun for me. <laughs> I'm going to do a range attack and uh, give my boy uh, Steve some GHB. Okay. Because I'm just going to put a receipt at the end of the vial. <laughs> um, you Are you going to shoot a needle at Steve with a slingshot? You know, as you say it, you know, that sounds about right. So I'm just going to be like all casuals walking up and just pull down uh, Steve's pant a little bit just to get his butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. One, two, three. And it's a D. Was it a D8 roll? Yeah, D8. Um, where are you? Whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, that creature takes 1D6 force damage as magic lashes out in retribution. Hey. So it's a D. This is for five rounds of combat, I think is what we decided. Yes. Starting on Brayden's, on Ben's turn. And um, so when we get back to Ben, that will be round one round. And so I give him like the, I'm gonna pull his pants <laughs> up <very> casually, <laughs> fix his belt. Do you want to walk back over to where you started? You know, I'm I would love to be behind and use Steve as a human shield. Sure can. Next in the order is Sandara. She is going to start her turn by. Casting a third level spell at the two of you. Um, actually, that's not going to work. You are in luck. Um, instead, what she is going to do is cast this third level spell. Uh, you guys, one during one second, uh, in between all three of you, there is a person. And then a split second later, there is not. As she casts Thunderstep, uh, all of you... Must make a con save. Don't say con. Oh, is this magic? Is this magic based? It is yeah. magic. Awesome. I have advantage now. Okay. 
Con save. 30, 20. Also, I don't think an 11 is going to pass. As she goes to cast this spell, she reaches out and plucks the flower from where it's growing. So the flower is gone. Son of a bitch. Do any of you have the petals? Or are they in Eddie's pocket? I do believe Sarge still has them in your hands. Sarge still has them. Still have the petals. As she plucks this flower, the petals in your hand disintegrate into sand. I figured that's what would happen. Fuck. So I heard a dirty 20, an 18, and... 11. And 11. So, 25. Brian, you are going to take 25 points of damage. Brian doesn't like that. Steven, Eddie, you are going to take uh, 12 because Ooh. you passed. Uh, as she casts Thunderstep, disappears and reappears across the room. Uh, since... Um... Since he uh, she attacks Steve, does that mean uh, the one d six force damage applies? Uh, it would, but because she isn't, I do believe she would have to still be like right there in front of him. Does and she go to she... a different plane whenever that no, happens? No, she teleports. Okay, it just says whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll, the creature takes one d six force damage. Uh, this wasn't an attack roll, so an attack roll would be like a spell. Yeah, it would be like a an attack. Like a ranged spell or a melee attack, this was just a magic spell because the damage technically came from a thunder wave centered from the spot that she disappeared from after she disappeared. So it could realistically, if it was going to reach out and attack anybody, Brian being directly in front of him, it would actually hit Brian. But we're not going to do that. She is now over here, though. Gotcha. Uh, and it is now back to the top for Brayden. You fucking bitch. And I am going to sprint over and cast Inflict Wounds on her. Okay. It's a melee spell. That is a 19. That hits. And then 6 plus 10 plus Seven. 23? Yep, 23 points of damage. Okay, she's still looking alright. Can I stab her now? Sure. Uh, that's going to be a 15, so no, no stab. Alright, it is now Brian. She over here by the, ent- the entrance also exit to this room that you guys are in in this cave. Yeah, I'm pissed now. Uh, so I'm gonna run over and bonk her. Where do you want? And to be? hopefully, I roll higher than a single-digit number. That's all right. <laughs> Fifteen doesn't hit. No. But I can spend two chi points to increase Great. my attack by two per chi point. Okay. So that's a nineteen. That hits. Okay. Fucking finally. <laughs> waste two whole points on it, but fuck. All right. 1d8. Finally start rolling some damage this entire campaign. <laughs> uh, four plus four. Eight. So eight damage. I get with that uh, uh, flurry, or not flurry blows. Before I do flurry blows, stunning strike. Okay. So spend another point. So it's three points. 
since I hit a creature with a melee attack, you have to make a con save throw. A save. 24. That's a nat 20, so she saves. Well, fuck her. Thanks, uh, Fight Club. (laughs) All right. Well, that ruined my entire plan. (laughs) Glad I could help. But I will do extra attack so I get another one. Crit 20, baby. (laughs) Finally. Roll damage. Five, two, so seven plus eight. Fifteen. Fifteen. And I will once again spend my last Kai point to try and uh, stunning striker. Okay. Con save. Uh, <laughs> I rolled another nat 20. Thank you. Fight Club app. I'll stop using the app. I'll roll actual dice. But she saved. It's fucking bullshit. I'm literally throwing... <laughs> Everything I have in her, and I'm not doing anything. All right, she's she's looking rough at the moment. That's fine because I fucking can't even do that because I used all my high points to get crit twentyed and make them useless. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, we are down to Ben now. This will be one round for the GHB. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna try Milk's acid arrow again. Okay, it's an eighteen to hit. That hits. Oh, fuck yeah. I got to pull that up now. All right. So the 44 immediately and then 2d4 at the end of its at the end of its next turn. There is no con save for that? There is no con save. Okay. So 4d4 plus 4. So that'd be 3, 2, 1, 2. So 3, 2, 1, 6 plus 2. That's 8 plus 2. So 12 acid damage. And then at the end of its next turn, it'll be uh, seven more damage. No, sorry, eight more damage. Okay. Twelve right now, and eight its next turn. All right. Is that all you can do? Uh, I like to uh, get behind. Um, yeah, get behind Sarge. Behind Sarge or behind Steve? Oh, is that Steve? Yeah, you're or... Steve. Yeah, I'll get behind Steve. Okay. Um, she is now going to, many times, okay, I see, I forgot how warlocks work for a second, she is going to, boop, again, and you all can roll me some constitution saves again. Don't like that. She's going to do another thunder step to get that away. Point. No. Ooh, one. Uh, There's a five pass. Negative. All right. Well, I'm definitely dead. 14 for Brian. Seven for you other two. Yep. I am down. I have zero. All right. Are you exactly at zero? Shit, that was a good shot. Uh, Sarge goes down as Sandara again disappears in front of you and you hear a clap of thunder that shakes you to your very core and she is further down the cave and she says... You know, really thought at this point, you guys would uh, really fuck me up. You didn't do too bad. However, I am done with this bullshit. Goodbye. Uh, she turns around, reaches her hand out, grabs a doorknob that appears That's bullshit. out of thin air, That's and such bullshit. disappears again. Well, she still takes. I'm pissed. She, still she does take, take the seven eight. damage. Eight. It's eight. Actually. Eight damage. She is still alive. <laughs> Damn it! But How? she is gone. Fucking hurt was she? She has six hit points. Mm. 
after so Eddie's any of my fucking attacks had hit the entire. If your time. stunning strike worked, she'd have been dead. Correct. Okay, so you guys are now in this cave. It's just the three of you. Sundar has disappeared. Uh, yes, Sarge is currently taking himself a quick nappy. So you may go ahead and do that. Not inspect or anything. Any other flower? Roll a perception check. It's a seven. You do not find any other flowers. Um, how did we establish my healing works on Sarge? It works as one unit. You heal okay. him as one creature. So, okay, so everybody is taking 20 points of heal. So, Sarge, you are revived from your unconscious state. Damn, I really want somebody to do some fucking death saving throws. Have cool shit planned. If you would have kept really her, great. maybe he would have. If we're not in combat, my rolls are fucking primo. But as soon as we get <laughs> in combat, we'll fucking freeze on every attack roll. I have a plus seven. I have a 50% chance of hitting almost anything in the game. And missed almost every single hit. And I think I've made, I think I've hit three times this entire campaign. <laughs> she was dead if she stayed. 100%. What are we so, going to do on the old guy who needs the flowers? <laughs> it, is, it is just the three of you guys in this cave. Sarge is, again, conscious. What do you want to do? I immediately run back to my master. Fuck these guys. Okay. You leave your comrades behind as you run back across this small island. You cross the small peninsula inlet thing of water that separates this smaller island from the actual island of Figaro. You know your way. You're very familiar with this area. And you make it to the top of the hill overlooking the coast where the church is. And you enter. Uh, I run through the church and as I'm running uh, as I get close because I know where he is obviously uh, I kind of like like in a real smooth motion just like disrobe myself and like all three of us just kind of become three raccoons instead of one tall almost person like hooded figure and we all just like immediately at the same time reach his bed uh, and I say master we're, we're back Sarge what are, you, what are you doing here? You were chosen. All three of you were chosen. Why are you, why are you back? We were brought back, Master. I, I didn't know why, but now I think it was this. But I think we failed. Interesting. Okay. Did you and your friends manage to get the flower petals? I had them in my hands, but the witch, she took the flower. And they are gone. Okay. This is the way. Um, I need to ask you something that a master should never have to ask his students to do, and I need you to end it. I don't want to die to this sickness. I would rather it be by your hands. And he pulls the dagger from under the bed and holds it out in a weak, outstretched arm. Uh, Sarge grabs it and just kind of looks at it, mostly in shock. I think he understands what's about to happen, but he's in disbelief. Um, he's like, I, I, I don't understand. It's my time has come. This is the end of the line for me, but this is just the beginning for you. I need you to do me this favor because the life that I am living currently is miserable. 
the sickness has me bedridden. I can't get up. I can't do anything. This is not the way of the monks. I want to go. I want to go peacefully. And I, I can't do it myself. I need your help. There has to be another way. This is the only way. Without the flower petals, there's nothing else we can do. We can find a flower. There's only one moonflower in the continent. Um, so we're going to do a little raccoon huddle. Raccoon huddle, okay. I'm be like, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't kill him. I, I, I don't know that there's another way. What else? There's only one moonflower. What are we going to do? Can we, can we do it? I, this is our master. I don't, I don't know if he's taught us everything. What, how, how could we possibly kill him? He was, he raised us. He, we were chosen. We, we came back and now we have to kill him. He's uh he's a not good. I, I mean, I, look, uh, look, he's, he's, uh, he's in pain. He's suffering. We kind of be worse to leave him like this. Don't you think? Maybe I think we got to do it. All right, on the count of three, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it together. So if you're in, you're in. If you're out, we're not doing it. And Sarge sets the knife on the ground in between them. This is the count of three. If you want to do this for him, we all reach for the knife. If you don't want to do it, you don't reach for the knife. One, two, three. And all three of them reach for the knife and with tears in their eyes look back at their master and say I'm I'm sorry it never should have ended this way we had the flowers and all three of them at the same time bring the knife up as high as they can as it glints in the moonlight and shove it as hard as they can into their master's heart as the three raccoons plunge this dagger into their master who was there for them their entire life from babies to teenage raccoons, taught them everything they know, all of the monk ways, handed them their first beers, and was there to see them off when the portal opened and they were chosen to leave this world and go to the great beyond that nobody has ever returned from. But you did, and you came back, and you have fulfilled your master's wish as you plunge this dagger into his heart the last words from his mouth are thank you and he is gone your master has uh has gone to the the next the next realm you the three of you are able to mourn with your brethren if you'd like or you can replace the cloak and Pretend that you were never here. I would like to hide the cloak if I can. Yeah, you can take it back to the ship real quick and and put it away. Or you can carry it around on your person if you'd like, just so you still have it. I think Sarge will carry it and kind of hide out in the back while the rest can mourn the brethren. That way, in case he needs to uh, use it and they need to reassemble, he can and he won't be in the, uh, the forefront of whatever anyone might see. But uh, he will definitely also mourn. As you spend these next couple days mourning your master, you notice in the world around you 
small hints to remind you of him. The wind blows through your hair and kind of tosses it the way he used to when you were young. The sea breeze kind of blows in from time to time and somehow you catch a whiff of that good old shitty beer he drinks. Uh, you spend you spend these couple days mourning and you feel invigorated. You feel that your master, despite being gone from the mortal realm, will always be with you. And you sit down, you, Sarge, specifically sit down one night after some heavy drinking and you're sitting on the edge of your bed on the ship and you hear a chair in your room kind of scoff out, slide back on the wood and you look up and there's nobody there. But on the wind, you hear, my child, I've come to help you more than I ever could in the mortal realm. Where I am now is much better for me and it can be much better for you if you choose I can bestow upon you more gifts than I could ever have dreamed of giving anyone in the mortal realm. Master? Yes, Sarge. It is me. How how are you here? I I killed you. We killed you. Death is a fickle thing. Sometimes you die, and sometimes you're reborn. In my case, I died. However, as a being that I was in the mortal plane arriving in the afterlife, I was given the opportunity to become a demigod, so to speak. Uh, So we have connections. I have unfinished business in the world, in the mortal realm, that I am able through certain aspects of life able to influence other individuals in the mortal realm to help finish these these life goals, so to speak. So you are my chosen individual. I can bestow upon you some dope shit if you'd like, and we can, I can never leave your side. I will always be with you whether you want this help or not. So give me that dope ass shit. And this is how Sarge gains a level as a cleric. (laughs) This is your new level up. Uh, You guys, the party, I guess, is uh, sixth level now, I think. Yeah. Uh, But Sarge, Brian has chosen to take a level of cleric. So why don't you tell us about that? Uh, All right. So, yeah, we uh, chose to take a level in cleric, which is pretty wild. I've never played a cleric before. And we homebrewed the fuck out of this. (laughs) Huh? And we homebrewed the fuck out of this. We did. Um, It makes sense, though. Yeah, I agree. Given the story, this is is the route. If Sarge was the multi-class, I think this is the way for him to go. Yeah, no. So what we we did was we get down to my cleric stuff real quick so after having to kill his master their master uh that was one of like the only things that kept him tied to this world the whole time like after he was chosen 
he always remembered his master, all the lessons that they learned, uh, everything he taught them. He was always there for them. He was like a father. Uh, and then to be brought back to this world and have to kill him was traumatizing to the point where these three decided that internally, maybe they didn't decide it. They Internally, there was just something that happened where they were like, we need to protect the people we care about. Uh, so he multi-classed into cleric following the peace domain because after what this woman has done forcing him to kill his master he wants to bring peace to the world and end suffering like he's had to suffer and bring these evil people to justice um and claire comes with a lot of shit <laughs> even at level one, at level one um just looking through this is general just here you obviously get the healies yeah i get some healy boys uh Get proficiency with armor and shields. That's pretty useless because I'm a monk, so I'm going to keep my unarmored because mm-hmm. uh, it's just more useful, especially with all my dexterity and all that. Uh, I get three cantrips. I get four, five, six, seven, seven first level spells. That's between just becoming a first level cleric and. Uh, first level clerics also choose a domain, which is the peace domain. That comes with spells. I only get two slots, so I can only use two of those seven. But that's just like a shitload of spells to get off that of nowhere. I saw the cantrips. Yeah, you have a lot of yeah. options. Yeah, uh, spell casting is proficiency proficiency plus wisdom, which is dope because monks have high wisdom. Uh, so that really meshes together. Uh, dude, yeah. Uh, I get this dope ass thing called emboldening bond, mm-hmm. where I can choose a number of cre- a number of willing creatures up to within thirty feet of me, up to my proficiency modifier, which is currently four, right? Proficiency, oh three. So up to three creatures to include myself, and I can give them. A magical bond that lasts for 10 minutes or until I use it again. While bonded, any creature that is within 30 feet of any of the other creatures can roll a d4 and add that number to their attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. And I can use this time, this feature a number of times equal to my proficiency bonus. So I can use this basically three times every long rest which is pretty dope to just get an additional D4 attack or ability check or save throw just because you're close to somebody. So, yeah, um, we are going to end here for the week. We'll be back in two weeks with uh, everybody else's level up. Cheers.